Welcome to Across the Line. On today's episode, we've got Jovin Bedik, normally confused as a Croatian sensation, but he is all homegrown from Barotak Nuevo. We talk about a lot on this podcast, his upbringing from the football capital of the Philippines, all the way to becoming a rival of his old hometown as a West Negros player, all the way to him becoming a national team player and a homegrown star in the game of football here in the Philippines. If you enjoy the episode, if you enjoy the football content that we provide here on Across the Line, then we invite you to please help support the show by subscribing on YouTube, Spotify, and on Apple Podcasts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Across the Line. Here with me today, I've got Jing Hamlang, yeah. who's sitting in the hot seat. How are you? Doing all right. How does it feel to be this side of the table? Um, it's refreshing. I like it. I like it here. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Still a mysterious fella, just the guy who pops in in the show. Yeah, a, but a little bit well, you more become, often you're, you're, it's, it's becoming a regular occurrence. Right. You being here. Yeah. So um, thank you for, for coming in and, and joining us oh. and sharing the hot seat with me today is with us today sorry is well we, we're trying to establish his his real name aren't we yeah because there you go you go under many monikers so jovin is in the house but bedic or bedic which one no, is no, it no. bedic bedic you sure yeah because we, we were just we were just talking there <laughs> earlier weren't we there was a rumor that you were half croatian yeah, yeah. before april fools so. april fools yeah so it's not actually true so he's not he's not croatian he's not so what's with the instagram handle Vidic, Vidic. No, I just uh, heard it from the commentator, so I just follow it. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. But thanks for coming on. Um, Joven has been, whenever we put out, we would love to have such and such on the show, such and such on the show. His name keeps cropping up, mm. keeps cropping up. And we've been trying to get you on the show for so long, haven't we? I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I've yeah. seen his schedule for the past four months, pretty much. Right? We keep trying to, can we get you on here? Can we get you on there? And um, finally, we've managed to find a time slot where we can get you on. So, so thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Um, I want to start the interview because you've got a very important game coming up on on the weekend. You've got the um, Paulino Alcantara Cup final. Well done, Chris. How was that pronunciation? Yeah, was that not good? bad. Not bad. And um, from one famous Ilo Ilo son to another. You are already synonymous with this competition based on your exploits of last year. So what better way to start off as a preview mm. to this weekend's upcoming final than talk about last year's final um, against Davao? Obviously, I was on the coaching staff at the time. But what, what do you remember of the, the cup final from last year? Oh, my God. Uh, until now, I can feel it. It's a feeling. Because you scored the winning goal. So... It's very different now and um you know um we prepared for this also this uh cup final so um i think um for me um maybe the same uh the same uh siguro yung mangyayari. yeah yeah <laughs> can you remember last last season's build-up like before before we played davao we were on quite a good run weren't we i think we went some like nine or ten games unbeaten building up from the back end of the league into the cup so i think we were we were in really really good form you in particular were on fire mm. at, at that at that time. Um, obviously, I, I, I can see it from a coach's perspective, but you're always going to tell me, yeah, we're confident, Chris, we're confident. But w were you quite confident going into the final that you think we were going to 
Yeah, what, and, yeah. Win, win the final. Yeah, and of course um, we had uh, also Mendy. It was really, really uh, um, working hard so much in the game. Yeah. Every game, yeah. he scored in the semis um, a hat trick. Yeah, so that's right against Stallions, wasn't it? Yeah, in yeah. Iloilo, Crazy. and uh, of course you know sa Iloilo naman yung supporters ibang klase talaga. So yeah. um, I think um, yun din yung nagdala the supporters and uh, the fans then sa Iloilo. Yeah, because when we went to the final of Davao. I think they were also on an equally good run. I think they they mm. qualified out of a probably a tougher group. We had the, the sort of the easier group, didn't we? Yeah. Um, and they qualified out of it, won the semi final quite easily. I think they won was it six 0 or something the semi final against JPV. JPV, right? Right. So they were going into it, and I, I remember I think it was the pre game pre game press conference, and Lee was Lee Manson, their coach, was sort of saying like, yeah, you know, we're quite confident. We're you know we were in a good run of form and. I remember speaking to the guys the day before, and I was like, no, "Yeah, of course they they had uh, the best players. Also, they have Phil James. Yeah, yeah, they were they, yeah. They, obviously six 0 or seven 0 in the final, whatever yeah. semi final, whatever it was. They, I, I could understand they were confident. Um, and then in the game itself, I I thought we played really really well. I thought we played really well, but for whatever reason, we just we just couldn't score. I thought we had loads of chances. We had a couple of really good set plays that we'd worked on all week, hadn't we? Yeah. And then we, we just couldn't score. Did, 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 you, did you think there was going to time where we were just going to have to go to penalties and, and see how, how you know, chance our luck? I don't know, because uh, the time is running out. It's 118 minutes. Yeah, so we had extra time, didn't it? Yeah. It's just, I, I don't know what happened. It's just Mandy was, you know. Um, I don't know. He's, he still have the legs, but he was injured. He was time. injured, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I ju we just work hard, and uh, you know, our team is really working there until the end. So yeah, I think we deserve that uh, win. I think. Well, obviously, yeah. we're, we're leading towards the, the the key moment. And they had the uh, red card. Yeah, so yeah. The, yeah, that was really the key, yeah. the key moment in that That's game. So I think was the red card, and that gave us the the impetus to to really push forward. But even then, even in extra time, we were creating chances but not finishing them. Yeah. And I was like, oh, we're just running out of time. We're running out of time. And I think actually, you had quite a quiet game. You weren't as influential as you had been maybe in the build up. I remember we. Were, I was like, I was. I wasn't contemplating taking you off, but I was thinking about maybe moving you into a different position where mm. you could perhaps have more influence on the game. But in the end, we opted to keep you on in the striker position with um, with uh, with Mendy. Yeah, with and I think we ended up putting Nano in. Nano came on, didn't he, at that, that time? And Woody. And we kept the, we kept the shape because I always felt like either you or Mendy was in the big moments. I, th I always felt like something was going to happen potentially. But obviously, we'd gone into like the 119th minute and then, yeah, I mean, we get the goal kick and I'm thinking, well, we, we might get one more chance. We might get one more chance. Do you, do you remember much of the build-up for the goal? What can, what can you remember from the, the build-up? I think uh, um, Asa played the ball to, uh, to Camelo, then Camelo passed the ball to Miguel, yeah. then pass it back to Audi, yeah. then straight ball to Mendy. And then that's the last uh, push, I think. We just, you know, just two of us there, uh, Mendy and I. I don't know where are the other guys. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> just one last push. Yeah. But where did you get that energy from? Because you made it. Because if you watch it on the clip, you make a, you make a real strong, strong run towards the box, and you have to basically. I think I forget who it is. Is it James Hall? Who's the guy who's running with you? Yeah, Adam Reed and James Hall. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Reedy and Hall. Yeah, James Hall. 
but once Mendy gets the other side of marker, it's just a straight race then for who's yeah. going to get into the box. Where did you get that energy from in the 119th minute? I don't know, you know, from training also, but, you know, it's just uh, Mendy who's, uh, and it's your mindset that uh, you have to be there. Of course, you have to help uh, your striker. So, I don't know, I just run and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> You're just making it so simple. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but that was a crazy game. I think um, Mendy pulled his hamstring, what, 15 minutes in? 20 minutes into yeah, the game? Yeah, he already had the injury. Yeah, first yeah. Half. yeah. And he, he tweaked it early. Um, it seemed as if there were some players who weren't going to make it out of that game, but you guys just soldier on all throughout. I didn't even, I wasn't there. I didn't get a chance to see it live. Where were you? I, I was at a hotel. I was hosting a, a wedding. <laughs> yeah. Remember that, that, that final got pushed a week back. It was supposed to be the week prior that we were going to play that game, but right. I don't remember why. It was delayed a week. It hit right on the wedding that I was hosting, and then I had to watch it from, you know, live stream it, going crazy in the back room because Joven and the crazy eyes after he oh. scored that, right? The, <laughs> you remember you, you yeah. Muhammad, that yeah. picture? It's just like, you're going to murder someone. You know what I mean? Like it was, it looked like he was just out of his mind. What a photo that was. Yeah. Man. What can you remember from that goal? Like the, 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 the emotions that it brought out. Cause that picture, yeah. that picture is like, I can, I can see that image in my mind. Like you, you said, you just, your eyes are like yeah, wild. After I saw that ball inside the net, yeah. I was just like, oh my God. Cause of course, uh, um, Paulino Alcantara is from Iloilo, so it's really uh, big for me mm. to score that one. So I was like, uh, you know, I was trying to kill someone or no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. I can I, still feel it. Yeah? Yeah, until now. <laughs> I, I think because it was so late, it was, I mean, it was literally 119th minute. And you, you, all their players, obviously, they collapsed on the floor. And we, mm. I think we all run to the corner flag, right? And we're all just jumping on top of each other, and we know that the I mean, we unless something crazy, really crazy happens in the next thirty seconds, mm. we're gonna we're gonna win this uh, win this competition. But I mean, I don't know how you felt about it, but for me, it felt like justification for all of the hard work that we we put in. Because especially you, like I know you had a um, that particular season, you'd put in a lot of a lot of hard work you really really dedicated yourself yeah to and also i played on the side on the wing the first the uh, first bit yeah season. and then once we we moved you inside to the to the number one sort of two striker role with um you and mendy who had i mean completely you just on fire for probably three or four months and also um after we moved to ilila yeah that helps a lot yeah what, what what was it about playing in front of I mean, we we always say that, you know, we, we always yeah. knew that when we went down there, we felt it would have an impact. But I think between, probably between you and Mendy, for whatever reason, like Mendy has no affinity with Villa but for whatever reason, there seemed to be something when you went down there and played that brought the best out of you. What what was it, do you think? Because you know the atmosphere also in Barotak Nuevo, where uh, I grew up, it's uh, really different. Like uh, if you play in front of the, the Elongo supporters, you feel like uh, they're helping you so yeah. much. Yeah, your energy is different. Yeah, it's really different. Because I think was it you talking about the fact that it was? Um, it's a different type of crowd. It's a more knowledgeable crowd. Right. You know, it's it's they understand the game. Sure. A lot more. I think it's because people play the game a little bit more. They've been exposed to it at some point in their lives. Whether it's a family member who's uh, played football, or they watch growing up, or they play the game themselves. So 
when somebody receives the ball in a tight spot, gets their way out of it, like Jovin does a lot, yeah. they appreciate that, you know? And uh, when you were asking earlier about like what it was about Mendy getting started at, in Iluilo as well, that was because he had scored the game prior, ending like, what, six months drought mm. of no goals in Panad mm. he had scored. And then Minta got injured on that first day that we were in Iluilo and Mendy scored a hat-trick. And everybody loved him after that. And he was like, this is my place. This yeah, is my home. That's true. And it was the same for Joven. Like yeah, watching it him, it's like, it's a different, like we always knew Joven was good, but something different. Like there was a next level that we didn't see and he unlocked it in Iloilo for sure. Yeah. At least in my mind. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So I think that's a nice segue into, because we were talking before we we uh, we turned on the, the microphones and turned on the cameras that, we want, really wanted to get to, to know your backstory, mm. um, what it was like growing up in, in Iloilo. Um, I did a, uh, we were talking on the way here because I, I, I drove with Joven in the car and uh, I discovered that you've got a really, your, your brother was one of, the, one of the big influences yeah, it, when you were up. he was the best player before. Yeah, talk to me about your brother. Tell me, tell me about him. Um, of course, uh, in Iloilo, in Barotac Nuevo, of course, there's a football capital of the Philippines. So. Yeah. Um, when we're like uh, three or four years old, we're already there in, in the plaza playing football. So, because mm. um, of course my uh, my father also is yeah. a, he was a coach. coach yeah. Then uh, he trained us in the elementary level. Then uh, we we just said uh, he just developed us there, all the kids, and then this uh, my my brother was so um, was so fast. Is he has the body? Yeah. He has the um, finishing, the techniques. Then he was uh, our captain in uh, in the elementary in high school. How how many years older is he than you? Uh, three three years. Three years older yeah. than you. Okay. And then he, he was our captain in high school, but then uh, unluckily um, we we play against uh, Santa Barbara also in Iloilo. Mm -hmm. We play in Barotac Nuevo. Then uh, of course we're also um, rivals there the in Iloilo, the Santa Barbara and the Barotac Nuevo. And then um some some uh, so, uh, the 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 player uh, stepped on his foot and then he twisted his uh, leg. Then he uh, don't feel anything, it's just uh he just broke his uh, leg. And then after that we're um I think it's a good thing also but in a you know in a in a good way that uh, he broke his leg because after that my um my aunt uh, offered him um, as, um, as for for his study scholarship a scholarship for his study mm. so he took uh, nurse nursing in uh, in Iloilo and then after that um, um, his girlfriend uh, was in Canada so he, 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 he went to Canada for you know for for a job and then that's why that's why he supported us until now. And he he lives there now. Yeah, he still okay. he still, he still yeah. lives there now. Yeah, with his uh, two kids. There we go. So I guess in his bad moment, it ended up yeah. actually yeah. working out for him. So then, obviously, from there, now the pressure's on you, the younger brother. Yeah. And I I know you've had a lot of different influences within your your career, but it seems that one of the names that keeps cropping up with individuals who who influenced you heavily. I mean, Norman Figadero is, is one who he keeps constantly popping up when you, we, we think about you and your, especially in your career of tr in transitioning from being a, 
a youth player into the professional game. His name keeps cropping up um, because you went from playing as a young player in Iloilo, and then if, if, I'm, if I'm right, he he then took you to West Negros, yeah, the college team. Yeah, tell me, he tell offered me. he offered me a scholarship in West Negros. Then this um, well, we pl- we played in uh, South Cotabato, the Palarong Pambansa before uh, that. Okay, yeah. Then there's a lot of. Uh, um, universities, colleges offered me um, a scholarship in Manila, but then uh, we uh, we don't have uh, money for our studies. So at least uh, it's nearer than uh, Manila, the Bacolod. Right. So uh, he offered me um, a scholarship, allowances, then I can go back and forth to to my family um, on the weekend. So yeah. I think that's uh, so much better than playing in Manila. You don't have uh, parents, your family is not yeah, there, so yeah. I think that's better. Then it was a your, his name was you know really really there at the time. Norman Figueroa from yeah. Air Force. So and um, he's a friend of my of my father. So okay. uh, oh, so you knew him? Yeah, yeah, way, way oh, before. Oh, yeah. Right, Norman's pretty famous, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> big deal. Um, f- national team player. Yeah. Um, what else is is Norman known for? Well, he, 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 I mean, he was actually our national team coach okay. for, yeah. for a while. So Norman, I heard about Norman from um, even before I, I actually met him. So he was, and he had been synonymous with that team from the 91 Sea Games. Ah. And, um, I know he's a big part of that. And then he, he, a lot of people would talk about how, how good, is he from Iloilo also? Bacolod, he's, Bacolod. he's from Bacolod. Mm. Um And then when I first met Jovin, which was in 2007 in uh, Ilo, which I think was it the Challenge Cup qualifiers? Challenge Cup. Right, that was it. So Jovin was like this prodigious, precocious 17-year-old kid. Yeah. And hot stuff. Hot stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, like the, the, the normal was like, yeah, this is this is this is the this is the the, the the hottest property out there. Yeah. And that's the first time that I met him. But I, I found Norman to be a very um, a knowledgeable coach. Very, um, he, he, he gave me a lot of time. He would explain his ideas really, really well. I think it's a shame that he only lasted one camp because I think had he had a bit more time to work with, with the team, I think he would have been a really good like coach. Like three months, for, three months from Manila yeah. to Iloilo. And I only came the day before the tournament. Yeah. You're so a I, robust player, I think. I, <laughs> he knows. He always knows. But I, I was only there for what, probably a week, less, yeah. less than a week. So it was it was a shame really I didn't get to work with him yeah. more than I did. But mm-hmm. from the from the obviously the short time that I worked with him, and then talking to people who have worked with him, a lot of people said that Norman is a really a bright mind, really really great player. footballing footballing mind, and he's he's a really nice guy as well. He's a nice good guy. talent too in, in, in Jovin, and he brought you to West Negros, which I heard was a bit of a controversy. Well, I want to offer you a Iloilo mismo, same sort of package. No, just uh, the scholarship. So there's no allowances. Walang, uh-huh. walang kahit ano. Um, kahit nga bigas nag-offer pa si coach eh, sa for my family before. Really? Yeah. So, Every month, yeah. So that was the best <laughs> offer. And and Norman's a good coach. Got a great profile. Yeah. So you went to West Negros. I heard that did not go down too well. Sa mga tao sa Iloilo. Um. Before, nung nag uh, under 19 na, kasi yeah. I was um, I was playing in Bacolod then Iloilo nga, syempre yung hometown natin. But then, yun nga, um, 
nagalit sila sa akin. So, um, I was banned for playing in Leila for one year. <laughs> Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. So you could not play any football mm. when you visited home in Barotac yeah. Nuevo. Yeah. Hindi ka nila papalaro. Even in Terbarangay, I cannot play. Oh wow. Yeah. Really? Wow. They take it seriously, huh? Very seriously. Because <laughs> they really scored serious? the semi-final goal two once again against the uh, Iloilo. Ah. When we play in Iloilo. Oh really? Yeah. Did you celebrate? <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, but you know. <laughs> you celebrate? Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> And then uh, I remember this guy, the the coach. He, uh, he told me, "So are you happy now?" So I was saying, "Ah." Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Um, Sorry, it's just a game, and um, I'm studying in in Bacolod, so I have to play there. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> wow. And and we we were, again we were talking about some of the teammates that you had on that West Negros team. It's I mean some of them are obviously still your teammates. Yeah, in today, uh, in Kaya, yeah, in yeah. So, so tell us some about tell us some about some of the players. Uh, that yeah, you um, there. we have uh, Jal Soriano, yeah, Janrik Soriano, um, Camelo Takosalme. Yeah, we still have uh, <laughs> still have players. Yeah, from, yeah, from the college. So. And then what he's also saying was there was a really strong rivalry with the LaSalle boys. Yeah. So and, it, and, and some and, of the same names were there, uh, right? And dito pa rin, sila Arnie Dads Pasenabo, yep. um, Jason Panhay, Michael <laughs> Casas. Oh, wow. This is, this is 2019 Kaya right here. Yeah. Because well, I didn't realize the rivalry was so strong until I think, I remember Bob, he, maybe four or five years ago, he, Bob, uh, Bob Guerrero, he kept saying, oh, we, would, we should have a... Um, a Bacolod Ilo Ilo game we should mm. try and yeah, all star game all-star and then all star weekend yeah. I remember we ended up fixing up that game and in the first game someone needs to correct me if I'm wrong here was it like I forget what was the first game in the all star weekend it wasn't that game because that was the game before we played the UFL all stars against the national team oh there was a different one there was then, and then that so when they played that game I remember watching it and I was like this was more intense than any mm. other game that I'd yeah. that I'd seen in the Philippines it was the most intense and it was only supposed to be a friendly yeah. like a show mm. but it was super super intense why why do you think the rivalry is so big between the between the two communities of course kasi yung um, Bacolod and Iloilo sinasabi mm. ng rivals nga kasi from from the um, elementary level until uh, um, high school level yeah. compete every championship game yung um, yung Bacolod and uh, Iloilo. Mm. So from there parang nadala na until you know college uh, and until now even in the professional league. Yeah. yeah. Saris um Kaya still. Yeah, it's Iloilo, the same, Bacolod, right? yeah. yeah. So th- then the key question is which area produces the best players? Of course, Iloilo, of course, Baratong Nuevo. That's why the no hesitation there, yeah. Huh? yeah. That's why we call football capital of the Philippines, right? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> so, Bacolod uh, people get mad at me again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a controversial statement. But yeah, I mean, you, there are a lot of players. And when you look back in the history, Barotak Nuevo, napakaraming players that have donned the national jersey. And we talked about uh, a lot over the last couple episodes is Chifi Kalikdong. Did you grow up? In this, I heard you grew up in the same, same town. Same, same, same. As as Chiefy, did you see him growing up and, and, and excelling in the game? No, but um, 
when uh, I was in college, we played together in the Barotak uh, selection team against this Air Force, this Army team. So, um, nakita ko, we, and also with uh, Ayana Raneta. Mm. And then, um, I remember when uh, um, when we played there in uh, that town, in the bar- in Barangay, um, there's, um, what they call this, they, uh, the money. Um, it's a pot. A pot. <laughs> then, when they saw us, uh, Chiefy, me, and uh, Ayan, they they canceled the pot. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. <laughs> so, so <laughs> Ian and Chiefy are really uh, our best players also in Yante Bersales, yeah. Balot. Is, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're also from Iloilo. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah, what, what a team. Yeah. Yeah. What, what is it? What is it about Iloilo that you think enables them to produce so many good footballers? I don't, I don't know. Maybe if... Um, where you grew, grew up, like uh, when you see um, players, also the best players in uh, Iloilo, in Barotak, then um, you will think that uh, I will be like this, like like him someday, like that. Yeah, because we went down there and we were doing like clinics and stuff, and it's not like there's loads of, there's not lo- loads of facilities and there's not loads of coaches or there's yeah. not lo- loads of... Um, not even lo- lots of players, actually. There's not, mm. But when we, I remember doing a few clinics and you could see... Obviously, I work in youth football. You know that, and and I remember when I compare kids that we work with here in Manila versus the kids that I would see just even in like these these small pocket clinics that we would run um, down in Iloilo. Like just the hunger, like the the intensity at which they play, it seems to be for me. It seemed a lot higher. And then even when I translate that to the players, even at the professional level, the ones that grow that grow up here. And are exposed to the sort of the collegiate setup here of those kids versus the ones that I see that have grown up I was even in the Visayas region in general they seem a lot more hungry mm. I seem it seem more determined they, 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 don't get me wrong they had their problems too they also they seem to be more fiery they seem yeah. to have more disciplinary issues you're one of them sometimes you get a little bit too crazy but you know <laughs> but I think that there seems to be this I, I don't know there definitely seems to be a, a, a greater and a stronger passion I think for the game in yeah. that region versus than the, what we have in, here in Manila. Agree or disagree? Yeah, of course. And and then you know the physicality there. Yeah, it's very yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. Until now, uh, they uh, they bring it in uh, the professional level. Yeah. yeah. Air Force, Army, you know, right. you know them that very physical, right? Yeah. So so bakit kaya ganun, no? Why is it more acceptable in Barotak Nuevo that you guys is that just an a um, a foregone conclusion that this is the way dapat maglaro ng football is physical. Maybe just the pride, pride. Of course, every player wants mm. to be uh, the best. So, siguro yun nga. Um, gusto nila lang, ay- ayaw nila magpatalo. Yeah. I think that's true. Like, I, I, definitely the, like the team that, that you're in now, most of the guys there were there last year um, when I was there. Even like you said, Casas, for example, who wasn't, but I've played with him internationally. Definitely pride is, is something that um, emanates from these from these like they're very very proud of their roots mm. obviously you've encountered that means that if you go against them you're going to get their their wrath or their scorn but I, I definitely feel that the, especially the people from the Versailles region they are very passionate about where they're from and they definitely wear their heart on their sleeve and show mm. their colours with a lot of pride but I think they've represented them really really well I, I think if you look especially with the representation in the national team I mean when you think about how many players have come from 
those regions versus any other region in in, in the Philippines. The, the vast majority of players have come from yep. from the Visayas region. For sure, you know, I think probably uh, only ones really I can think of off the top of my head who have gone on and represented the national team at full national team level from outside of that region is probably Armani Aguinaldo out of the homegrown players. Is that right? He's Mindanao, right? He's Mindanao. Yeah, yeah. Right at the moment, Ace is Manila. He was in for a little while. Um, hey, Villanueva, the goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah okay. Dato, same, Manila. Yeah. Um, but if you look back. Back, yeah, historically. Yeah, historically, everybody's from Iberilo yeah. or uh, Negros, for that matter. I want to I want to talk. I want to go back a little bit with bringing Norman back into play because Ilo Ilo 2007 was the first time that I met Jove. And like I said, when I first came into the camp, actually, it was quite an important one because that was Neil Everidge's first camp. Mm. Um, I think... There was a couple other players that came in. Um, Boyet, Canedo, that was yeah. his first wow. competition. Totally who I bad. thought was a really, really good player. Yeah. Really good player. I know you, I know you and... Yeah, he was uh, our captain in West Negros. Fantastic player. Really, really good player. And little backstory with this. There was a time when um, I think we had just signed Jovin and I really wanted to get Boyet to come mm. to us. And it was... A, Boyet made the decision to go to Loyola. Loyola. Right. And Jovin had made the decision to come to us. And I remember about 12 months later, um, Boyet had messaged me. He was like, oh, do you think I could come over? But it was, that ship had sort of sailed. And I sort of look at the two of them a little bit, like they both had very different trajectories. And, um, you know, Boyet went into a club in, in Morocco where I think they had a lot of big personalities and he, he probably struggled to deal with some of those personalities, like just kind of went into his shell. And then you, for example, went from strength to strength. I think you blossomed into obviously the, the player we know now. But what I really want to talk about with, with that Ilo Ilo 2007 group is you went from obviously being a, a, a star player in that West Negros team to coming in to the national team with all these obviously big big name players me but big name big name players how, how did how, what, what, what do you remember of that first first time when you were when you were called up to the national team because uh, uh, Norman Figueder is also our coach in West yeah. Negros so uh, he brought us um, Limba Lunabia the the guys from uh, West Negros also so um, he said just um, you know this is your exposure also and then I remember one time when we play against Bhutan, mm. and um, he said, um, "I think I'm gonna play Ian, then you, because you're younger." So yeah. He said, "No problem with that, coach. At least um, uh, exposure and experience. It's it's a, it's better now." Did you make your debut in that competition? No. You didn't come on, no. did you? Because I remember that game. I think it was played on the holy field, wasn't it? In mm. front of the church mm. and we had like a huge yeah. a really good crowd didn't we? we had a really good crowd and um like for me it was one of the most unique unique football experiences that i've ever had because the first two games were played at the complex <coughs> right where we where kaya plays its games now and then the third because obviously the last game the last group game you have to play at the same time so you have to play at the same time as the other the other two games so you so another, simultaneous right, so the game right. was simultaneous so we had to play at another venue and then when we pulled up to this field, I was like, what is, this is like, it's so different. Like, but they, they were saying that that field is the holy ground for people in 
in Ilo, and it, yeah. it's, it seems to be like it's, it's where they produce so many, so many players. That was in Barata Kumevo. Ah, the mismo in front of the church. Yeah, but how, how like with with being in the national team? Did you feel because how old were you at the time? You were quite young. Seventeen. Seventeen. Like, did you feel like did you feel like you deserved to be there? Did you feel a little bit like not starstruck, but did you feel? Or I'm a little bit out of my depth because I'm 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 pretty young compared to these other guys. Obviously, Phil and Phil and James Young husband were in the squad at the time, so yeah. quite sort of big just, celebrities. Just to be there and and that squad, you know, it's an honor. Of course, you're a young player, and then also the coach wants me to uh, expose to that kind of level. So yeah. I'm very grateful that uh, I'm part of that uh, of, th- of that team. Yeah. Even if you don't play, at least uh, you will see the the players who, yeah. who are playing. Uh, Oh, this is how they play this. And what did you think? Did you did you learn much from that? And if you did, what did you take away from being around? Yeah, of course. See, seeing Ian Araneta, Phil Young yeah. one before. So, I think uh, that's in my mind that how how you run, how you protect the ball, how how you play. Yeah, I think when I look back at that that time, because like, that was quite a transitional period. We had, like we said, we had a bunch of players that had just come in. You had been in the squad, and then we didn't really—I didn't really see you for well, until you came to Kai, and we'll talk about that a little bit late later on. But I, I think there was a lot of people who kind of came and went, and and that that was quite a there was a high turnover of players that were in and around that that sort of period. But for me, what I, I sort of saw you as someone with a lot of potential, with a lot of ability. I think you were a lot skinnier then, smaller, skinny, skinny boy, but big—you were quite big for your age, weren't you? You were physically yeah. quite capable. And then the next time I saw you, the next time I saw you, um, we were talking a little bit off mic, was you came to try out for Kaya. Yeah. Maybe this is probably 2014. Is that 13, right? 13, I think. 13? 2000. I, w- I was with the uh, Stallion, Stallion FC before. Yeah. And you'd taken a very different shape yeah. by and that the, time. You got a little bit bigger. Yeah. Fat, I, I, fatter. I, I, I went Should home. Because uh, I don't want to play football anymore. Is that right? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I, I didn't get uh, enough money. And then I miss my family. So yeah. I, I'm just in Barataka drinking beers. All this stuff. So <laughs> that's why. Um, and then this uh, uh, Paul Talentino, the manager of uh, Kaya FC. Yeah. He called me up and then he said, um, can you please try, uh, try out with us? Because uh, I think you're a good player. So... I said maybe just one day, because uh, I have to go back home. So um, we book a flight going to Manila, and then uh, David Perkovich, our coach, and then I scored in the friendly for four goals. I was eighty-five kilos, I think, <laughs> or yeah, against Anton, uh, against the players of Gaia. Yeah, and then David Perkovich was like, "Oh, this guy is out of shape, but you know he can play." So. Paul said, um, can you still stay until um, maybe one week? And then I said, no, 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 I will go home now. And then he called me again. Then he said, yeah, we will sign you. We will sign you. So, And then I had a picture in in, um, in Google. That I was like, I was so fat. I was like, oh, this is me or is this me? Or? You couldn't believe <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Of course, uh, I'm a different person. I was like, oh, I'm so fat. I was just... 
<laughs> I remember. I remember. I'm not sure if it was that was a tryout or or if it was maybe the, the, one of the first training sessions in preseason. And I honestly didn't recognise you because I hadn't seen him since he was probably 17, right? right? And he was just a different shape. Obviously, like yeah. you were just a kid, really. You know, at that age. So I didn't even recognise him. And then I think I don't remember, someone told me that's Joven. I said, oh, Joven. <laughs> no. I said he couldn't be. I think he was wearing like a jacket or something. You were wearing like just just so you could you could try and sweat more, so he could try and sweat out the fat. And uh, I was like, I couldn't believe it. I, I literally yeah. couldn't believe like this, this the size of you. But one thing I think actually putting on some of the weight helped was like I want to talk a little bit about your style of play because I think as a player, Joven is very unique mm. to the to the Philippines. Like I I, I then watched you in terms of like how you hold the ball up, how you link the play, how you um, are able to, uh, in tight spaces, manipulate the ball and, and work your way out, out of trouble. Like I think you're very different to a lot of the players that I've that I've certainly been across in, in the Philippines. Like I look at someone like, like Chief Ikanag Dong, for example, is your more traditional, like small, very uh, agile, uh, fast. You, there, there are quite a lot of players that are like, like him, but your style was, was almost kind of more European in, in a way. Like I would always call him Berbatov. I think he reminds me of Berbatov <laughs> the way, <laughs> right? Before, before, like, that. that sort of style. Like wh where, is that a style that is, did it evolve or were you always that type of player? Because you said your brother was quite a fast, powerful mm. player. Like were you like that when you were younger or have you, have you always been someone who's, had his own, I do everything at my own pace. I, I like to do, uh, you know, work, work with my technique, very sort of calm on the ball. Is, is, have you always been like that or is that something that has developed over time? I, I don't know, maybe um, when you're playing in in Baratak Neva, of course, they're physical. Yeah. You have to, you know, you have to look first so that um, they cannot uh, smash you from yeah. behind. Yeah. So I think that's it. And of course, uh, Norman Figuedero also helped me with that. Yeah. I was playing on the midfield um, before, and then he moved me to the striker, and because he was a striker right. also, so yeah, yeah. Um, he helped me with the with that uh, with that transition. Yeah. yeah, I always found that it was a bit strange the way he plays, um, Joven. I mean, he's from Brodok Nuevo, and you see like a mold of a, of, of player that you're saying like explosive, agile. Mm. And he's not that type at all, right? I mean, he likes to hold the ball up. He likes to dink the ball over. He's got a you know really good vision. And it's rare to see. And it takes somebody who appreciates football to, to understand what he's doing and why he's positioning himself here, why he's making a late run there. And I don't know. It's, it's, it's fascinating to see. And I think people who appreciate Joven's game are people who, who are a little bit more knowledgeable about what they're watching. You know? it, it, absolutely. It, it, took, it took me a while. Yeah, it's it easy. took me. It took me a while to figure, like, to figure out actually. And I, I'm someone who I think I've got quite a good, like, a good eye. And it took me a while to kind of figure out actually how he how he fits into in, into the puzzle. Like, and because I think if you watch you, if you let's say watch you in training, like, some people think you're lazy. Mm. Sometimes you're lazy, but some people think you're lazy, <laughs> right? But he's not. He definitely is not la not lazy. I wouldn't call you a lazy player at all. But because you're like, you might look at someone, I'll keep it on Chiefy, but someone like Chiefy, because he's, he's up, all of his arms and his limbs are moving. Mm. Like he, he looks busier than he actually maybe is, right? Whereas you, you've got your own style and you, you don't ever seem like you're in a hurry, but yeah. you're a very diligent worker. You, you, you do work hard. So I think it's that, that's, but it's definitely something that you have to, it's a nuance, isn't it? It's something right. you have to really observe 
and it takes a bit of time to appreciate and I think sometimes people can misinterpret how you play because it's not you are very you're quite calm you never you never seem rushed you never seem hurried but it definitely takes a very uh, a trained eye to actually I think appreciate what he brings to the table that's why when he started scoring the goals last year everybody started like noticing I had to look at Jovin and then they started appreciating the rest of his game right I mean how many assists how many goals did you score last season then then goals then assists yeah and most of those were probably in the second half of the season right yeah, yeah. almost almost exclusively yeah. double double huh double double explain to me what like what what was it about obviously we talked about the when you when you moved to Elo Elo was like the sort of the catalyst mm. to it to, to a lot of that um upturn your form became really really good but talk to me about your partnership with with Mendy because that that's it, it seems like an odd couple. The two of you don't seem like they're very different personalities. But then, when you put the two of you together, for whatever happened, you know, there, there seems to be fireworks every time you play together. That guy, Mandy, man, it's just hardworking guy. It's just when I run, he covers me. When he runs, I cover him. Yeah. It's just you know, it it's in training. I think when. Uh, when you run together or you talk uh, about about the game, I think uh, that's the you know the reason why. That's where you established yeah. the chemistry. You think? Yeah, chemistry. Because both of you had, I mean, the second half of the season, you were almost unplayable. You know, I, I would. Yeah, I, I remember you didn't start him, and then he was working hard every every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he hadn't scored. You were saying, weren't you? He hadn't scored in about six months. Yeah, and. You know, he he had some personal problems. I think some 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 you you obviously know now, but obviously he had some personal problems. Was he has issues with his with um his, his father passed away, and I think you know, mentally yeah, he wasn't in the best he wasn't in the best space. And so rather than we could have kept pushing him because he's a very good player, absolutely. You know, he was a very good player, but he just wasn't in great form, and he could tell he had other stuff with his mind and whatever. Even with you, like you were playing out of position a, a lot of that time. We were playing you on the on more kind of on the left-hand side, and we, we were trying to find a, a system that fit best with everybody. Like, for example, we had Miguel Tanton. We had Reedy, and then we had other players in the midfield that you could play. So it's like, could we play Joven in the middle in a number 10 position where we think right. he could accentuate some of your skills? But we weren't really playing a system that, that would benefit you in that sense because we had Miguel in that position who was playing I think that second season my second season he played really really well but we had to play you we had to find a way so we played you more on the left then that season really when when Jordan got injured you know yeah poor, poor Jordan you know obviously it didn't work out for him but for you and ultimately for the rest of the team that seemed to be the start of I mean for you that must have I mean it must have been the best form yeah of your career really yeah and after that they I went to uh, um, the national team. Yep, scored against Thailand in the Suzuki Cup. Went into the Asian Cup team. Like, it's unbelievable. I mean, I, I would go as far as to say within that period, that within, I would say probably September to December of that season, you were probably the best player in the Philippines at that time. I would probably go as far as to say that. And, and I think uh, one thing, because uh, I promised my family that um, 2019 will be better for us, for my family. Really? Yeah. Why is that? Because of course we we're struggling also for uh, you know the money and all the stuff. So I I told them of course um, had a that you can talk in Tagalog. Come on, you you said you can't no, no, express no, I yourself. I mean the love life, you know. Yeah. 
Why? What happened? I, I Come struggle, on. I struggle with my life, uh, love life. So, um, uh, Suzuki Cup. So mm. I was uh, having a problem with my girlfriend. Then I said to my uh, family that, uh, you know, um, uh, leave it uh, up to me. Then 2019 will be better for uh, all of us. Yeah. Yeah. I, mem- I remember when I think, did you go, did you go to the Middle Eastern camps? Did you go to the Middle Eastern camp? Did you go to Bahrain? Bahrain, Bahrain. You went to Bahrain, right? You were there. And I remember we, that's, that's right, because you came on in the game against the, uh, we had, so basically in Bahrain, we had the game against Bahrain. Mm-hmm. And then we had the sort of the list of players that we wanted to use. And then we had the game against the club team. And I think you came on in the second half, did really well. And then I think you sort of put yourself in a position where I thought, yeah, he's got a good chance of making the Suzuki Cup squad. You then had a really good, also you finished well, scored the winning goal in the cup final. And then you made it to the Suzuki Cup squad. Then, of course, new new coach comes in. Yeah, so Sven. Sven, Sven Goran Eriksson <laughs> comes in. And th- obviously he doesn't know anyone. Right. You know, it's not like, you know, me or, or Scott or, or a local coach who at least we know a little bit about you. Like, he had no idea. No idea who anyone was. And I remember going into that Thailand game because it was a game where really we couldn't afford to lose and I don't think you played in the first two games did you you no. didn't play in um, in the Singapore win or the East Timor win and we knew I think a draw would probably be good enough to, to qualify I think you trained really well I think there's a couple of training sessions mm-hmm. where you, you trained really well you were and I remember Shrek told me that um, I think you should play because uh, every training you, you scored on fire your, yeah. on fire obviously he didn't know he didn't know that you had really good form he didn't know any of that and obviously for me i was saying look jonathan's he's pretty good you know he played plays at my club he's he's this and that he can bring this to the table and i remember we were talking in that thailand game because we were one zero down right yep we were one zero down and we Sven was trying to make some subs he was trying to move a couple of people around but he wanted to put you on and it was like we were trying to figure out how, how he was going to do it and when we were deliberating on the bench we were talking because obviously I, I was like no I feel like he'd be better in a more kind of more central central position so he was like well maybe we put him out wide on the left or put him out I, was like, I think he'd be better in a more central position and then, you know <laughs> I think he, he could do some do some do some damage there and uh, who did you come on for who did we who did we take off Bailia so yeah so what we did was we took Pala off who was playing left back and we ended up putting Ian Ramsey Mm. You end up putting me in Ramsey at left back, which allowed you to play in a more central role. So I think we put Shrocky wide. I think we put Shrocky yeah. in a wide position. So we rejigged this, the formation and we put Jovan in that more central, central spot. spot. <clears throat> so we put the board up. Jovan comes on. Do you want to take it from here? What happened? What happened after you came on? Uh, of course, uh, yung, um, yun nga, yung feeling na yan, na binigyan ka ng chance ng coach. Uh, maglaro. Mm. So, nung pumasok ako, um, one thing in my mind lang na, I think, um, ito lang talaga yung magagawa ko siguro. Ibigay ko yung lahat, yung best ko. Then, let's see wha- what will happen. Then, yun nga, um, um, we get the ball in the middle with um, Strauss. And then, we combine um, passes. Then, I, I turn around, then there's there's no one there in, in front of me. Then I, I saw Patrick Rachel here on the side. But then, you know, um, as a striker, uh, you're in front of the goal. So 
I said, um, I'll just uh, smash the ball. And I think uh, the Thailand player um, got hit on his leg. So it went th- uh, this way. But I don't know what happened after the uh, it went to the post, right? And then the the ball just rolled spin. back yeah, yeah, spin yeah. towards the uh, um, other post. And then it just went in. And I was like, oh my God. And then you're in front of the th- a thousand people. So uh, I was in shock that time. <laughs> yeah, you said the, 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 the form. I was yeah. in form. I, I scored every yeah. important um, game. So yeah. I was in Malaysia then. We were doing the Kaya AFC Cup draw. And we were watching it in a hotel lobby with all the other like uh, Filipino guys who were at that trip. Um, I remember speaking to some of the Thai club representatives. They were all talking like, "No chance, Philippines got no chance tomorrow. Thai's too Thailand too strong." And uh, yeah, it was it was it was nice walking in the next day and seeing all those Thai guys. <laughs> like our boy Jovin just said, "What's up?" Last night, one one. Um, that's gotta feel pretty good. I mean, Thailand pa ang nascoran mo. That's that's. Yeah. That's a huge, huge goal to score. Um, how do you think that impacted? Uh, I mean, that I think that puts you up on the national stage after that. I mean, everybody knew you were a good player, but once you score that goal in the Suzuki Cup, medyo nag-iba yung profile mo. Ano yung pagkakaiba after that match, do you feel? Siguro mas maraming nakakilala sa'yo, even sa Iloilo. Even yung taga-Barotak, sabi ko, um, bakit pa kayo nagpapapicture sa akin na Every December naman nandito ako parang <laughs> but uh, you know uh, na appreciate ko talaga yun then um every call ups nan- nandoon ako so talagang na set ko yung mind ko na kailangan ko pa ma- maging uh, igihan yung training and laro ko para every time na sa national team ako and uh, um nabigyan ko ng um, maging proud yung family and yung Iloilo mm. wow I'm away from the mic. I'm just listening there, trying, trying to digest. I got most of it. I got the gist of most of it. Um, I, there's sometimes when you, especially as a coach, I think you can have a, a plan or you have an idea of how things are going to work. And, and yeah, you, you need to work to a plan. Sometimes when you make a decision, it's just on gut feeling, like just what you feel inside. That just something says. And I think sometimes your gut feeling is completely wrong. Sometimes it's right. And but as especially as, in a, as a coach, you have to live and die by those feelings, and you got to trust your instincts. Like, and I'm not going to take full credit at all because Sven was the one who came up and was like, "No, nah, we definitely let's get Joven on, let's get Joven on, let's get him on." He was he'd seen something in you in the training sessions, which I think was a carryover really from your form with the club. Which at that time, like I said, I th- I felt you were the best player in the league for that sort of three or four month period for me and you and you and Mendy in particular, best Filipino player for sure. And that form had carried on into the camp. And although, I mean, you look at the other players that we had in the camp at the time, obviously Patino, but he came out injured. But you had the likes, obviously, like Wright, you had a really good competition. Um, Phil was playing at the time. But that's quite a huge responsibility to say, right, I'm going to throw on this player in that moment. And and as an assistant, obviously, you, you, can, give your, you can give your opinion. You can say you know, yes or no, or I don't think that's the right move or whatever. I just felt once he, because ultimately he, he has the final say, the coach, and he, he has to have his own feelings. But when he turned to me, I, mem- I can remember the moment, and he was like, you know, I want to let's get Joven on. I'm like, yes. yes, this is like I think that's a great move. This is this is a 
this is going to be a, if if we can put him in the right spot, I think it's going to be the right decision. And when he was talking about putting him in other, other positions, and then we just we just had that conversation, we just had that dialogue. But I definitely had that sort of feeling inside me that something was going to happen. And what was really really strange about it, I don't know how you felt on the pitch. Maybe you're oblivious to it, but when you came on, I felt like the crowd and like the other people around me had that same feeling because obviously a lot of the guys who were on the bench, you know, Serres guys or whatever. There might not be guys who you necessarily get along with in the games because again we talked about this last week, right? Because we, you were always the you, you were always the target, right? You were always the target. Like Shrocky and I would talk, like you were always the problem, right? You were always a problem on the pitch, and that's a compliment. I mean that in a, in a nice in a nice way, right? You're always giving them hassle, but I felt like when you came on, there was definitely at that. Especially for someone who doesn't necessarily, you didn't have many caps, and like you, you're not, you weren't a huge name at the time. Right. But to put you in in the big, I mean, a big game. This is against the, you know, the, supposedly the best team in in Southeast Asia, in a moment where we had to get a goal, right? This, this, we had to get that. But the re even the, the rest of the team was looking at you, thinking, right, yeah, let's give, let's give him the ball. You know, he can do something. He's got, you know, he's he's trained well. He's been playing well. He can make something happen. And I think. I don't know if you felt it on 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 the pitch, but it, for me, it felt like as soon as you came on the pitch, there was a different there was a different energy in the game. Yeah, I think uh, of course I just play my game because uh, you know um, we had uh, how many subs in the bench, yeah, and we just need uh, three three players, yeah, exactly. And then um, when when you guys called me, I was like, oh, this is my chance. And also, Amani Aguinaldo was telling me, hey, bro. This is your chance. You go there and uh, show them. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's just what happened <laughs> in the game. And uh, maybe uh, they, they were surprised also from the bench that, you know, I scored the yeah. goal. Walang kaba ka ba? Wala, Nothing. Wala. Um, Barotak nuevo, walang kaba talaga. Wow. But you know what's funny about the, the, um, the photographs that came out? Same photographs. Yeah. Crazy eyes again. Crazy eyes. You're crazy eyes. Just a little here. different because you know you and you and Martin, for example, not the best of friends on the field uh, <laughs> on opposing sides. <laughs> but, uh, arm around the shoulder, yeah. and there was a lot of joking going on yeah. in like the Kaya group, like "Ooh, new best friend yeah, there, Joe." Yeah, yeah, but uh, it's different when you're playing for your country and your club. Of, of course, course uh, if it's uh, in your club, you have to you know die for your club also, like in your country. So it's uh, very different. Mm. I'm not sure about that because have you, I'm not sure. Going <laughs> off topic, but did you see about the Raheem Sterling? So there's a Raheem Sterling. He and he they so Liverpool played um, Manchester City on Sunday. Then on the Monday they they went to England England camp, and then they ended up having a fight in the cafeteria. Oh wow! With one another, yeah. So it's not always the case that teammates get a, yeah. Right. Uh, on, and with a national team, they don't always get along if they have issues with their with their club. So. Joven can compartmentalize. How do you say that? Compartmentalize. Yeah, <laughs> he's actually not that good. <laughs> we, we'll keep that one secret the other one but he's not always as good as he makes out I let, let's just say that and then yeah I mean obviously after that you started the next game in, in Indonesia and then didn't really feature much there, thereafter did you obviously and then you went to AFC Cup uh, AFC um, Asian, Asian Cup. Cup but didn't really feature too too yeah. too much in, in, in those games I mean obviously you're 29 now so uh, for for me, you're kind of getting into your prime, yeah. right? You're you're getting older. Get, I don't <laughs> say older. You're getting into your prime. Um, 
you know, where where do you see your your role? Like, do you do you, do you hope that you can still play a, a, a pivotal role with a national team? Do you think that's that's something that you would like to be more involved with moving forward? Yeah, I, w- I would love to be with the national team all the time, and and of course uh, start. Yeah. But of course, uh, um, I don't know I, if it's uh, if you're there, then of course the coach will see. Yeah. Um, maybe um, for me, uh, next season or maybe I want to play abroad. But uh, let's see. Yeah. What's the what's the future plans for you? Because I, I know, especially after that Thailand game, like your profile, as you said, went went through the roof. And um, you know, I, I know some of the people they're messaging me asking about who you work and you know, got any videos of this guy? What's tell me a little bit more about him? Like I, I know there wasn't a shortage of of interest for for your services last year, but you decided you were gonna you were gonna stay. Um, what what are what are the plans for you? Like what 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 would you what would you like to do between now and the end of your career? Um, I think um, after that, um, my family is in Canada also, my brother. So maybe after uh, you know, after my career, I'll move there, or maybe um, I'll go back to Iloilo, um, um, you know, make an academy or to give back to my hometown. Yeah, uh, for the kids also, because. Uh, before um uh, i said uh, i will stop playing football right but then after that uh, you know the thailand game i was like um you know it's really different like uh, when you play for your country also um for your family um to have a better uh, yeah. future or of course uh, um we're getting older so you have to you know save money for yourself and for your family um for the future so um, I think for for the kids uh, back home, I think um, just don't stop if you uh, if you want to reach your goals. That's a great yeah. message. That's a great message. <laughs> what, do you, yeah. what, what do you think? Make a good coach, this one. I don't know. I, I he sees the game in a, in a in a special way. You see that by the way he plays. Uh, but to be able to translate that to somebody else is is another question altogether. So I don't know. I, I I've seen driven around kids, and he's good. Around around the kids, but um, I don't know, just a few clinics. Uh, Maybe in Leila, I really wanted to, to have an academy in Leila. So yeah. when you say academy, you're potentially moving to Canada. Um, <laughs> how many years down the road is that? You're uh, 29 now. Yeah, maybe four or five years. Wow, wow! But and then in between that and and now, what 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 do you see yourself like playing PFL, but, playing uh, Kaya, playing abroad? What uh, what what? Yeah, uh, I really wanted to stay with Kaya, but mm. of course, if uh, you know, um, I'm just being honest here. That's uh, you know, if a, there's a bigger salary in uh, abroad like Thailand, mm. so maybe I'll grab it if uh, given a chance. Of course, you know, as a Kaya man, that 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 hurts me a little bit. You know, I want to see Jovan play. Even, and, and even uh, last season, uh, um, I almost moved to Saris. Or in Thailand, but right. then uh, I still stay with Kaya. But I mean, let's see. If you're getting older, you you know you will realize that. <laughs> I think when when you look at like club loyalty <clears throat> to certain people, they fail to look at what's best for the individual. And like I suppose like a bigger contract, you cannot really hold a player back 
from uplifting themselves in that manner. Um, it would be uh, fantastic to see Joven play uh, abroad and be amongst those that you know represent uh, the, the the quality and talent that we have from the Philippines. But of course, as a Kaya uh, a man and, uh, and and part of the the team, it's like uh, it'd be it'd be tough to see Joven go for sure. Well, we we sort of talked about this a little bit on the way here, didn't we? Mm. We, we weren't sure if we were going to kind of broach this this topic and, and this subject because I think one of the things that we have to remember with Joe I coached him for three years and I played with him mm. for, for a number of years also is that you know his his career is very short you know he's only got a very short career um, half of that was gone because he was drinking and eating too much in, <laughs> in Bacola when he should have been looking after himself but but you know the, the career is very short like he's again I, I was privy to some of the things that was going on with him at that time and um, especially with, um, back end of last season and he had the opportunities to go most most places mm. you know he did have the opportunity to go a lot of different places and I think you know his um, like his loyalty to the club was 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 there and then he, op he opted to stay um, for me like I, I would love to see him I'm not just saying this but I would love to see him and more homegrown Filipinos mm. um, play abroad um, you know, I can't talk for your personal circumstances I can't talk about um, you know your financial situation or whatever um, but that's the other thing obviously people need to look after their their families because if you only have a short career and you can earn 5, 10, 20 times what you can here in, in the Philippines it's very hard for you to say right now I'm going to stay I'm mm. going to stay with this club because naturally you've got to sign a contract that's hopefully going to put you and your family in a better position and I know Joven turned down a lot more money to go other places than and, and, and opted to stay with, with the club that he's been with for a long time so I think that's something that he, you know, people people are unaware of perhaps but he should be commended for that because there, there, there were certainly better options financially for you if, if, if you'd have gone elsewhere but I would love to see more local Filipinos sure uh, homegrown homegrown Filipinos we, we've had this conversation a little bit before Jove just just so you, just so you know because I think there's a lot of really talented players that are brought up here in in, in the Philippines and if they're given the given the opportunities I think they can flourish I mean only in recent years you've seen obviously Dato's gone um has gone abroad um Amani. Amani's gone abroad Casambre Casambre yeah. has gone abroad right so there's just there's three in 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 this in this year alone um i know we haven't had much success perhaps at the youth national team level but i definitely feel, feel as though there is there are a lot of talented players that are out there and all it takes is just for, for someone with the foresight with the passion and the energy to want to develop and cultivate those someone like yourself in in your um you know in your city or in your province or in your area then i think there's a lot more quality quality Filipinos that could be developed initially maybe coming in in the PFL level but certainly who could go abroad and have a really really good career for themselves definitely I definitely think that is possible and maybe you're that man maybe you're that man to do it who knows I see what do you think <laughs> but would you like to would you like to like obviously you said about coaching but would you like to coach yeah would of you course, like, yeah. Course, yeah more kids kids level or would you like to do like a professional team yeah uh, First, uh, I will just give back to to my hometown first. Yeah. Then after that, let's see what will happen next. Let's see what happens. Yeah. And also, he's got to find himself a new lady friend as well. <laughs> he, was talk he was talking about his heartbreak on the way here. I'm not going to talk about that, but yeah, maybe we need to sort that let's out. Let's cut. Well. Let's cut it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I, I wanted to ask real quick before we wrap it up. Yeah. Like, do, what do you see in the pipeline? Right, we were talking about you know having homegrown players go and play abroad, but when you're looking down at the at the players, the 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 next generation, may nakikita ka ba ng mga particular individuals out there that you think are ripe for the next level or stepping up to this? You know, um, essentially, it's like an international, continental stage mm-hmm. of level of football. Siguro sa sa Barotak, siguro marami, marami but then pumupunta din sila sa Manila. Mm-hmm. Like uh, um, they had the uh, scholarships in uh, FEU. Yeah, we had uh, some players there from Barotak Nuevo. Mm. Siguro um, kailangan lang siguro ng support, siguro ng of course the uh, PFF, the Philippines. Kailangan lang masuporta ng mga bata siguro para ma-develop like of course um from the Ascals um we're getting players uh, abroad like half uh, half foreign players. So mm-hmm. um doon lang tayo nag-excel sa 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 Ascals lang. But then yung yung mga under 19, under 23, mm-hmm. oh, we, we need more players uh, na homegrown na i-develop. Um, for us to uh, to represent also the country. Um, of course, um, the players from the Ascals also um, they're not getting younger now, so we we need to get players abroad. So what if uh, they have club duties also? So much better na develop young um, kids until they they grow up and then play for our country. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Awesome. No, I, I think that's a really valid one. Like, like I said, I think there's a lot of talented homegrown players. And for me, if it's developed, if it's nurtured, I think those players will level up. I think it was you who talked about this the other day, was the, like Chiefy, for example. Chiefy really didn't have, he shouldn't have been in that national team squad like he, he, for as long as he was. He should, he should have been one of the first ones out. He's small, he's physically yeah. not the most developed, but he was able to elevate his game because he was around other players uh, you know my my group then later on even better players um who had been raised in europe who developed their game there but i i definitely think that if some of the, i look at our team that we had last year i mean like jowsaw yeah oh i mean for, for wow. sure it is is of and, and for, for me he just hasn't had the, the exposure because he hasn't been called up to the national teams he hasn't been training with those players but if he had earlier I mean, he could easily play at that yeah. level. For me, like he's one of the he was one of the players who I really, really felt could make that step up because I think he had all of the attributes. Um, Shema Falonko, another yeah, one. Yeah. Like obviously, he, he was involved, but he has the physical stature. Um, he um, he's quick. He's got um, tenacity. Very hard to beat one v one. You know, he's got he's got those attributes. Again, another one. I think if he'd been involved with the squad for a little bit more or had the chance to play with some players who could elevate his game he would be even better than he is now not not to yeah. say he's not a good player yeah. but and, and, and I could go on and on and on there's, there's loads of other players we could we could give an example to perhaps you're the one who's actually you know been around the, the national team a little bit longer than most but even you like I think had you been involved a little earlier yeah. you know you, you, you your game again would have would have really developed from that so I think it's it's definitely up to I think the the local football community yeah, to try to yeah, develop those kids yeah, because yeah. I think once they've given the opportunity, I mean, you're a prime example. Once, if you're given the opportunity, 
you're, I think you're going to produce the goods. You know, Dato has done very well when called upon in the national team. Amani, really, really well. Yeah. I mean, you only have to look at Marco's performance in the Suzuki Cup back in um, 2018. Is it 18, 17? Um, Just the last one. The, the one before where he came in and made his debut against Thailand. Um, in the Suzuki Cup. I mean, he came in, didn't he? 17, 18, thrown in against Thailand, started, mm. played, was great. So homegrown players can do well. They can do well, but they have to be given the chance and they also have to be given the opportunity to yeah. develop They're alongside right, yeah. those people because I think once they do, then ev everyone, anyone can, can do well. That's my, my theory anyway. Yeah. You can Team agree sound. or disagree. Maybe, yeah, yeah, I, 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 agree. I think that, that is the key. That is the biggest hole that in, in Philippine football is there's nothing going on in the youth level like you know they really need to like step up the game and in making sure that there is a a, a unified um, movement from the youth team into the national team and you can see the funnel uh, and you see the trajectory in which you're going and you're not going to get you know tempted to step out of line because that will ruin your chances of making it to the national yeah. team you know so yeah, there's more incentive there if if, if they can you know professionalize the, the pathway into the national team for sure I'd say. Yeah, definitely. But I want to, we'll start to wrap this up. We'll start to wrap it up. So my final sort of line of questioning is going to be around this weekend's games. Mm. Obviously, you've you've worked your way through the group. Um, fairly comfortable win in the semi-final, the Mendiola 3-0 game. Was it, no, there was 0-0 at halftime, right? And then you came in, yeah. came, good, came good in the second half. But AFC is now secured for next season. So that's, yeah. that's one positive. The negative is obviously you've got our old old friend Ceres in the <laughs> final. Yeah. What are your predictions for the for this weekend's game? This bearing in mind this is going to go out after after the final. So whatever you say, you could be really really right or terribly <laughs> wrong. So what what do you think? Yeah, I think uh, we're going to uh, win this one. Of yeah. course they they had um, some of their best players in the national team, and that's also our opportunity for us yeah. to win the game. And I think a few of the guys are missing, aren't they? Because they've gone off. Yeah. They've gone off to the Maldives. Yeah, and al and also the, um, they had like thirteen players are still here. I, d I don't know, maybe thirteen, fourteen. But you know, even if um, they are here or or what, maybe uh, um, of of course we're struggling in the, the league. We didn't win any against them, but of course, uh, these are time to redeem ourselves. Maybe in this, uh, and of course, this is a cup. These are our crown here, so we have to defend it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where where do you see potential weakness? Obviously, you 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 said that they've only probably got thirteen or so players that are fit, active, and potentially available for selection. But where where do you see potentially some weakness in their team? Uh I don't know. It's just you, know, you do it, know. You just don't want to say. Come on. I don't know. I mean, like, um, if we, if we play uh, like um, last year, like uh, our um, hungerness or yeah, the the fire in the game, like uh, you know, uh, like before. I think it, even if they're complete or what, uh, we mm. can still beat this team. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And where and where do you think where do you think your team strengths lie this this time around? Of course, our our striker. Of course, Jordan Minta. Yeah, he's had a good season. 
Yeah, very good season. Yeah. Yeah, what a way! Square. What a way to come back from a devastating knee injury, huh? Yeah. Like, yeah, had a great season. Just come back and score thirty-one, 31 goals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Yeah, he's done. He's done very well. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, a lot of the remnants from last year's team is there's, you know, they're still there. Yeah, you know, almost the same. A lot of the same yeah. guys. So, you know, from from I say my perspective, but actually probably our perspective, mm. this is a little bit of a Kaya, uh, Kaya centric <laughs> uh, threesome here. You know, it's. It's, it's definitely, I, I think it's a great opportunity for you guys to, to wrap up some silverware. Obviously coming second in the league was, it's not where you want to finish. You kind of always want to win win the title. But I think Ceres again have just been a really, really dominant yeah. team in the league. And they've they've performed admirably given some of the circumstances that they've been dealt with this year. So I think yeah. you have to give yeah. them, you have to give them credit. I think yeah. they're the best team uh, yeah. this season. Yeah. I think so. You know, I think, you might have an argument if like even like last season we beat them on a couple of occasions didn't we in in the in the league even the games that we lost i remember the one where we lost in in Iloilo where mendy was sent off early yeah and we, by the fourth official yeah Come it was a, yeah it was a shock and then uh, jace was it jason panay missed the chance really late on to equalize yeah. but we played really really well i think even la last season i think some of the games where i think Ceres, although they won the league they knew against us they didn't really they didn't really have our Dominated. mark. No, like, I think it was. I think it was one win. Is it two draws and a loss or something like that? Or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We won in like Panad, lost one in Iloilo, and drew twice. Yeah, and drew yeah, twice. So. so it was like, in terms of when you, if you're going to win a title, you need to beat the best teams. Yeah. And I think you know, for, for them to they've beaten you obviously it, um, this this season in in the league. Um, they deserve credit for that. Yeah. But obviously in the final, I think I would traditionally a bit more of a cup. Cup side is that, it is seems that, is that, that way. fair? It seems I mean, we've, that way. we've had we've had some good moments with Ceres in the cup. Uh, you you've had some bad moments, right? I mean, you, you're getting sent off in one of the games for lashing out. But but you know, hopefully you guys can um, can put in a performance that that, you, that like you did last year, and, and hopefully, especially for you, because last year was definitely the Joven Bedic final. So I hope that um, Bedic. Bedic, yeah. Bedic. <laughs> uh, hopefully it'll be the Croatian prince who will show up again on on uh, on on Saturday. Um, and fingers crossed, you can you can put in another great performance and, and bring home the bacon. Sorry, anyone who's the Ceres fan watching or listening to this, but <laughs> it's your show, yeah. so you get to say whatever you want. Okay, but yeah, I'd just like to wish you wish you all the best for the for the final. Yeah, a repeat would be nice because I'm gonna be there this time, so. I'd like to this celebrate time. amongst other people rather than myself in a room full of strangers who are looking at me like, whoa, what happened to this guy, right? He's gone crazy all of a sudden. So, yeah, it'll be nice. Best of luck, Jove. Yeah, um, yeah Chris told me that uh, this you were going to be the guest today. I thought this was unmissable, you know? Uh, Jove and Bedic, this guy, special. Special. Special character. I've, like, just, just, to, just to sign off, really, like, I, I would just like to say from my perspective, we... I mean, we went from basically me having a head coach relationship mm. to assistant coach relationship with the national team. And we haven't really had a chance really to talk, but um, it was a pleasure to play with you. I think in terms of talent wise, one of the most talented for me, if I'm being honest, if not the most talented Philippine footballer that I played with. You know, I've, I've played with a lot of domestic players who have other attributes. Ali was always a good leader. Uh, Amani, very physically strong. Chiefy was quite athletic, um, dynamic, you know. But in terms of like all-round ability, I think I'm hard-pressed to find or think of someone who homegrown, 
was a more has been a more talented footballer than you. I think that's that's something that I've I, I've held that opinion for a long time. Maybe as a coach, I was a, I was a bit harsh, and I never really demonstrated that or intimated that with you. But that's how I that's how, especially how you performed last year. I think for me, that was really where you you demonstrated to everyone just the the the, the level of 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 Joven Bedic Bedic, um, <laughs> and I, I I do feel I feel like you you you're one of if not the most talented football certainly of, our, of my generation um, to come out of the Philippines which I think is for, coming from me I don't really hand out praise very often but that's I, I, I genuinely b believe that and for, for me what I, I hope moving forward is that you're able to fulfil you know the, the potential that you've obviously got whether that's here whether that's abroad you know if you, you take your talents elsewhere whatever um, that's up to you to decide and based on the opportunities that you get presented to you but I just want to say it was it was a pleasure playing alongside you it was a it was a pleasure to work with you in, in a coaching capacity and it's been a pleasure having you on the show today so thank you Chris thank you thank very you. much thank you if you uh, want to hear more content um, please subscribe to our YouTube channel like us on Facebook and additionally you can download this episode on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify <laughs>